Tempo Waffle Time! Welcome to Tefl Waffle, where we waffle at each other about waffles. Well, today we're waffling at each other through Zoom. So where we don't waffle at each other, we waffle at pictures of each other. We, <laughs> okay. And today's Tefl Waffle is brought to you, well, the topic of today's Tefl Waffle is brought to you by Troy. Oh, it is, thanks. Yeah. Can you hear children playing outside my house? No, can you hear people sweeping outside my house? No, but I get the feeling that children playing are slightly louder than people sweeping. I don't know. Okay, all right, Steve. So my question for you today is how good is your English? My English is okay. I have been accused of not being a native speaker. Um, does that matter? Uh, well, are you British from the home counties and did you go to school at Shropshire Boys? Well, you see, now, according, according to Thai law, native English speakers can only come from one of five countries. Uh -huh. Canada, America, New Zealand, Australia, and then England itself. Any, but any, wait, what if I'm from Wales? Wales is part of England, but if you're from Ireland, you're not from England. I think, I think Welsh people might argue with that, but okay. Uh, well, the Thai law seems to be okay with that, but Irish people are not are not English, and therefore they are not native speakers either. Okay, so, so by, by law, I am not a native speaker. But if you were French, I wouldn't be a native speaker either. You see, the thing is, well, wait, what if you're French Canadian? Ah, then I'm a native speaker. Oh, okay. Yeah, you see that the, the, this is the problem with the concept of native speaker. <laughs> yes, because um, it's so fuzzy. Anyway, no, my English is not that good because I'm not actually a native speaker. But anyway, I think I can get by. Okay, that was a long preamble to a topic that's got nothing to do with my topic. But <laughs> I kind of want to switch to this topic now. Well, this, this is a very loaded political topic. Um, and, and there's lots of South Africans and Irish people in Thailand who are very upset about this. But okay. I mean, the, the upshot of that is they could just leave Thailand and go to Malaysia where we are native speakers. Okay. <laughs> right. We're going to have a whole podcast about this topic coming very soon to a ear hole near you. Oh, watch this space. Okay. Or listen to this space, I should say. Or hear this hole. All right, go. Your topic. Okay. All right, so uh, we're going to find out how good your English is. I'm going to give Let's... you, I'm gonna give you uh, some randomized tests. Ooh, randomized tests. Are you ready? Yeah. All right. Uh, now, I'm going to let you off by not making you write this. Okay. But uh, I'm going to handicap you by not letting you see this. Okay. All right. So, step okay, one. Handicapped. Yeah. Okay. Rewrite the sentence, including the words given in brackets, so that it means the same as the given one. Okay. Okay. Is that instruction not too convoluted? No. Okay. Uh, example sentence. Ali will quit the job soon. My God. Okay. And uh, in brackets is about to. Okay. So the answer will be Ali is about to quit her job soon. Uh, this is Ali is about to quit the job soon. My, my non-native speaker intuition says that there's something wrong with that response. 
Um, no, Ali is about to quit the job soon. Okay, all right, good. Okay. We'll go with that. Okay, I've got it. I've got the instruction. I know how to do this. Okay, all right. So uh, this first example has introduced uh, a couple of different problems for me. Okay. Okay. Uh, what? Why do you think that sentence sounds clumsy? So Ali uh, is about to quit the job soon. Well, it's the job that I would have a problem with because it's either her job or Ali is about to quit her job. Her job. Yeah. Unless Ali's die. And we don't need soon anyway, if it's about That's to. Right. We don't. Okay, so uh, here we have uh, the, the first set of problems. Okay. Uh, it's like, well, is it correct if you're adding in a, a definitely redundant word like soon? Right. Uh, well, I mean, the thing about, are, are we talking about correctness? Because there are shades of correctness, right? I'm talking um, about this exam right here in my hand. All right, and for this exam, which is in your hand there, students are either gonna be marked right or wrong. And so there is a, a correct and an incorrect version of this in spite of the fact that there are shades of language use. Okay, all right. Then you've just introduced the next set of problems, which okay. is uh, the, the correction of the exam. So in this case, I did not write the exams, but I prompted the exams or whichever other fancy word for saying hung out in the classroom while the students did it, you want? Right, okay. You invigilated. I invigilated, I prompted, I... Hung out in the classroom while the students were working hard. Yeah. <laughs> uh, actually, I, I marked another grades, classes, test, exam, paper, scores. Okay, okay so um, that though means that whilst I didn't set the... Uh, write the exam, I didn't give the exam, administer the exam, whatever. Um, but in this case, I'm marking it. And okay, I, are you marking all of them or only some of them? I'm marking all of this class, but not all of this grade. Ooh, that's a problem. So other classes are taking this exam also. So that means that if you mark in your Troyish way and another teacher marks in their non-Troyish way, there might be problems with... Uh, well, I'm going to go Troyish, non-Troyish, and answer key-ish. I'm going to say there's three different ways to mark it. Right. Okay. So this is a problem for the students who are not in Troy's class because I have a feeling... Or, that or you... it could be a problem for the students who are in my class. Okay. All right. Okay. So tell me the problem. All right. So uh, step one, I'm going to say that because of the way that the, the sentence was written, I'm going to let them get away with the fact that they use the even though it's because it's out of context, you can't use the, it, the well, it's a definite article. That's no, no, okay. But, but the thing is that what you're marking is the placement of the additional words into the correct place in the sentence. Okay. <laughs> Can you hear that? Yes. What is it? It's a bunch of dogs howling. Oh, um, the, the thing is that the placement of that stuff in brackets is yeah. about to can only be in that position. Yes. All right. But about to makes the word soon superfluous. Yeah. Well, it's redundant, but, but it's not necessarily wrong. So you can't mark that wrong. I don't know. It sounds wrong to me, but you're right. I can't mark it wrong, but it could be marked wrong. Well, well, let's hope that the other person who is marking is also only marking the placement the word order of the additional material, which goes into the sentence, which is what the instructions were. Rewrite the sentence with the additional terms in brackets, right? So that yes. means exactly the same thing. Yeah. 
but then that leads us to an advanced student who does something like, uh, uh, she, you know, I, I think she's she's about to quit her job. I would give it. I'd give that advanced student that score the point. I, I would give them plus point five for it. Yeah, but but that's unlikely. So let's let's stick with the. What is the instruction there to to get the exactly the same meaning or rewrite rewrite the sentence including the words given in brackets so that it means the same as the given one. I'm pretty yeah. sure that instruction needs a comma a clause. All right. So in that case, the soon might need to be deleted because you've just got about you've got just about to stuck and stuck as the new material in the sentence, right? How how many points is this worth? Uh, this is worth one point. Oh, uh, I, I would go with if they write soon, it's fine. It's redundant, I, but it's not wrong. Yeah. So uh, when I when I mark the exams, I mark it as if you put about to in the right place, you're done. You, okay. you get your point. Right. I'm happy with that. Okay. All right. Uh, number number one. That was only the example. Oh, that and, was the example. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. okay. Well, it was the example because the example does have at least a given answer, and the given answer is Ellie is about to quit the job soon, which I don't like, but I have to accept. And okay, well, but no, that gives us some information. That yes. tells us we're only interested in in the placement of the new words. We're not interested in the manipulation of the other parts of the sentence. Okay. All right. Number one, Tom and his wife are traveling to Manila this Tuesday. Brackets off to tom and his wife are off to manila this tuesday congratulations a full point rachel is really worried due to the coming exams in brackets quite apprehensive rachel's quite apprehensive due to the coming exams that's correct right <laughs> it sounds so clumsy well, it doesn't feel correct, but yes, that's obviously what they want. So look, you, we have to admit right off the bat that exams are not about what's right and wrong. It's about what the teacher's expecting in order to allocate the point. Okay. And there, there is a difference. All right. Uh, slightly harder one. I'm afraid that I will fail the exams. Dreading. My goodness, I'm dreading the exams. Right? That's the correct answer. I mean, in that's the correct English. Oh, sorry. Well, well, well. In most standard English. I'm dreading. I'm afraid that I will fail the exams. Dreading. I'm dreading the exams because I think I might fail them. <laughs> <laughs> I, I say the best answer is I'm dreading the exams. But, but, I, but then you've lost the because I think I might fail them part. Well, why else would you be dreading them? Because that hall is so cold and I don't have my jacket with me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That one I found really convoluted. I gave uh, so many full marks for so many variations. Okay. It. All right. Okay. 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 This one. Sentence. Are you hoping for the news? Are you hoping for the news? Okay. Okay, first, before I tell you what word is in the bracket, please explain what that sentence means. Are you hoping for the news? Um, I have actually, I don't actually know. It might mean like a, a husband waiting outside the hospital room door uh -huh. where his wife is about to give birth to sextuplets. 
and the doctor says, are you hoping for the news? What? <laughs> Did that doctor have a stroke or an aneurysm? Are you, hoping- are you hoping for the news? Well, I'd like to know something. You're a doctor. <laughs> are you looking? News? No, are I'm you- not hoping for the news. Wait, there was a, there was a news that I didn't get? Is there, um, is there news? Okay, all right. So tell me what the missing word is. Forward. Oh, are you looking forward to the news? But that's also strange. Are you looking forward to the news? Let's <laughs> see. <laughs> are you looking forward to the news? Are you looking forward to your holiday? That's fine. Are you looking forward to the end of COVID? So, yeah, you, you look forward to noun or gerund, which is a noun anyway. Are you looking forward to the good news? Are you looking forward to Getting some good holidays? News. Are you looking forward to a positive event? Are you looking forward to being well, able to, to podcast face-to-face? All right. So uh, the thing is that the news is a noun of, yeah. of sorts. Yeah. Um, and so we can put news as a placement for whatever noun goes after yeah. looking forward to. So from, you... a very, from a very um, mechanical perspective, are you looking forward to the news is correct. Yeah. Okay. But that was a hard one because it just had the word forward and you had to add in look and to. Yeah. Okay. All right, uh, last one in this section. We're only doing one section from this test. All right. Julia is now being upset as she has to finish the final project. Julia is now being upset. As she has to finish the final project. Okay. Worked up. Julia's worked up because she has to finish the final project. Yeah. Yeah? Julia's, what's the original? Julia's what? Julia's now, Julia apostrophe S, so I yeah. assume what is. Okay, she's now. Julia's now being upset as she has to finish the final project. She's being upset. I, I, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I'm not so sure about that. <laughs> she's being upset. Okay, I have to tell you that I had a student in this class who corrected the sentence before writing in their answer. Yeah, I mean, there is, there is, you can, you can say she's being upset. Uh, can you? You can. She's upset. <laughs> she is upset. She's being upset. No, you can't really. I mean, you, she's, she's angry. She's being angry. You know, she's irritating. She's being irritating. Those two are different from one another. Yes, they are. Um, but it doesn't work for angry or upset. Okay, so let's, let's. Let's pass that by. She's being upset because she has to finish the final project. So she is worked up. She's worked up. She's worked up because she has to finish the final project. Okay. And uh, in that I, case, you can get a bonus for substituting as for because. Well done. Oh, oh yes. I should have kept as to, to prove my native speaker place. Uh, sorry, one second. You heard that. That was my four-year-old son starting his electric motorbike in the background. All right. Cool for him to have an electric motorbike. That's the way. Okay. All right. All right. So uh, can we can we sidetrack now and go on to the problem of tests, testing, testing and evaluation, the, the development of tests, the rigor of tests, the problems of validity and reliability in tests? 
you've just listed four podcasts. <laughs> well, can we, can we, I'm going to scan through and just give you some at random because there, we know there are lots of different types of test questions. So um, that was a sentence rewrite, which is uh, a type of test question that I'm actually a huge fan of uh, because it, it generally does test not do you know a very discrete piece of grammar or vocabulary, but uh, can you construct full sentences? Are you able to use your own language in them? But right. I hate marking them. Well, yeah, sentence rewrites are, are, are a signal that the student can manipulate fairly complex syntax. And that's, yeah. that's, a, good, that's a good question. But unfortunately, a lot of sentence rewrites are just things like, convert the following sentences to future perfect passive continuous. You know, they, they just give some instruction like that where it's not actually testing your right. communication, it's testing your memorization of grammatical formulae. Yeah, okay. Okay, so uh, let's do a few other random examples. Uh, this is from a different test. Fill in, uh, fill in each blank in the chart with one adjective some letters are given in some items. Okay. Okay. And there's two columns to it. Column on the left is ordinary, column on the right is extreme. And they're gonna give one or the other and you have to fill in the, the missing side. Okay. So ordinary adjective, funny, extreme adjective, hilarious. Okay, got okay. it. All right, now, uh, what's an extreme adjective? The, uh, where, the ad where the feeling is, is much more than the normal one. Okay. So uh, I... Was that a concept check question? I'm impressed. Uh, no, it wasn't a concept check question. It was a question being... It was a question thrusting towards the point of the problem. Okay, all right. Which is... So, yeah. It's an in instruction issue. What? Teacher, what's an extreme adjective? Or for that matter, ask my cousin... Uh, a rural farmer who's well-educated, hardworking, and 40 years old, what an extreme adjective is. No, but but I think your cousin on the farm would be able to identify that funny and hilarious are the same thing, but there's a difference in, in magnitude of the two. Okay. All right. So uh, give me the following. Uh, extreme adjective, tiny. Another extreme adjective starting with M. Minute. Very good. Oh, yeah. All right. The ordinary adjective. That's hard for a student. Ordinary adjective. Okay. Yeah. What is it? Oh, for the small. Oh, very good. Cool point. Yeah. All right. Uh, interesting. An extreme adjective ending with G. My goodness. Um... <laughs> okay. Here we are at the next problem. That, this is hard. Yeah, it's hard because it's kind of a memory test or a creativity test. Or something. What's the answer? Uh, the answer is if go to your textbook, find the page where this was taught, and have you memorized every word that was on that page? Now find the one that's equivalent. Fascinating, fascinating. Well done. Okay, I found the, it was page 37. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right, so, all right, there's our, our second type of question. All right, uh, how about uh, this type of question? Correct the underlined modifier or adjective in meaning in each sentence. Leave blank if the sentence is already correct. 
Okay, that sound effect is just perfect. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? All right. <laughs> okay. Start your brain cells. <clears throat> Let's go. So, I couldn't stop laughing while watching the film as it was absolutely funny. It was absolutely hilarious. All right, so that one, they've got underlying words, and if it's wrong, you change it to something else. Not, not bad. Not a bad concept, actually. Okay, right. Next. Now that's a, that is a good question, but hard. Hard, but, but pretty good. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Complete. This is a completely new set of questions. Okay. Uh, Complete the sentences with the correct form of make or do. Okay. Oh, right. good question. She, his homework at the moment. She's doing. Okay. She his is doing. homework. Yeah. That's... She's doing his homework. Okay. Well, that's right. Okay. Uh, Kevin hates the dishes, but his sister doesn't. Kevin, sorry, Kevin hates blank the dishes. Uh, doing the dishes, yeah. This is uh, why, not, why not? Why not? Kevin hates to do the dishes. Kevin hates to do the dishes. Kevin hates doing it. I don't know. Kevin hates doing the dish. He just does. He just. Uh, Kevin hates to do the dish. Yeah, they're both correct. Hey, we have another answer key issue then. If somebody's correcting from an answer key and there's only one on the answer key. Yeah. Well, that's a problem. All the other students wrong. Yeah. Well, I have a problem with wrongness in tests as a as a law. Okay, uh, how about a multiple choice? Let's do it. Circle the letter of the correct form of the verbs. Okay, okay. we're back to this instruction issue where that instruction is is really kind of meta-language laden. Yes. Okay. okay. Okay, when was the last time your hair, your options are cut, cutted, was cut, was cutted? Was cut. Okay, when was the last time your hair was cut? There's no problem with that. I mean, that's a very fairly typical test question. Yeah. Uh, dull. But but it, it, it tests a very specific, specific yeah, area. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, I mean, the problems with these kinds of things is that quite often there are two options that are possible, depending oh. on whether you're from America or Britain or, you know. All right. Number two, uh, the video blank on Facebook yesterday. Delete is deleted, deleted was deleted. Was deleted. The video was deleted on Facebook yesterday? Yes. Just that, was that a question mark at the end of your yes? Yeah, the sentence sounds strange, but yes, was deleted is correct. Okay. All right. <clears throat> uh, complete the sentence with the correct form of the verb below. Use some words more than once. Pretty standard test type question. Yeah. Okay. Uh, when the weather changed, Sandra blank down with a terrible cold. Came. Came. Came in. Came is one of the options. Well done. Oh, wait a second. The options for you to fill in are uh, carry, come, look, point, run, turn, work. What? There's yes. no came. There's no came, but there is a come, and the sentence says it's the correct form of the verb. So you were right. 
come changes to came. Oh, right. Oh, okay, okay. Okay, so it's not just a substitution. You've got to change it as well. Yeah, but that means that the multiple choice substitution thing now has an extra convolution to it. Well, some students are going to get it wrong simply because they misunderstood that there's a second point. Yeah. Okay. So if the student put in there come, are they wrong? Yes, they are. Well, yes, they are. Can you hear the rain? Oh, it's raining there. I can't hear yeah. the rain. I can hear a It sounds like you've got one of those little wooden frogs in the background somewhere. Okay, you know so the, the, the problem with Zoom is that it's so noisy. It's so good at picking up atmosphere. Okay, so when I marked this test, I actually gave the students half a point if they use come because they got the right collocation, but they got the wrong tense. All right, so on, on this point, um, I, I wonder whether we start having problems with reliability when we have multiple markers, because there will be one teacher who will go, no, there's only one, and it has yep. to be that one. Yep. Um, and so the students in your class are all getting slightly higher marks. Yes, they, they, they've got seven and a half points throughout the test, which equaled 3.5 points extra out of 50. Right. Now, my philosophy when I'm marking tests is to be as generous as possible because the point of tests is to point out how capable students are, not how incapable students are. So, um, had, yeah, so I've had arguments with teachers, big fat arguments with fists and blood and blows to the head and cudgels and both where we've um, argued about whether or not a student can pass, like it's one point, simply because, <laughs> of... <laughs> simply because that, that teacher has some deep-seated issues with some... Like, like is, there, is there really a correct version of English, you know? Uh, but of course, being a South African and not knowing how to actually speak English makes me a little bit more um, maybe generous in my version of how English works. I, I don't know. I mean, the thing is that English is such a flexible thing. And the way that I speak it is clearly wrong to a lot of people, but I, I do okay, I think. <laughs> okay. All right. But here's my problem. So I decided to give the student a half a point if they got the right collocation. So they used the right verb that fit in, but they didn't use the right form of the verb. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, because I decided to do that, I've just introduced another problem. Oh. I'm saying that, yeah, you got it half right. Yeah. And your, my version of half right is correct collocation, wrong form. Right. Then isn't it correct? If the, isn't it worth half a point if the students get the right form but the wrong collocation? <laughs> Doesn't it work that way too? Well, so uh, maybe we should just focus on meaning, meaning making. So if they get the wrong collocation, are yeah. they still creating the right meaning? Uh, okay, so uh, she, let's use them all in past tense. Uh -huh. When the weather changed, Sandra carried down with a terrible cold, looked no. down with a terrible cold, no. pointed down with a terrible cold, no. ran down with a terrible cold. Oh, possible. Because she got run down. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Turned down with a terrible cold. No. Worked down with a terrible cold. See, the thing is that come down is, I mean, if I come down with something, 
and I get that in the wrong tense, you're still going to know what I'm talking about. Um, yeah. Because the, the, the phrasal verb to come down with something is clear, even if it's in the wrong tense. But to run down with a cold is, is going into the verge of strangeness. And to walk down with a cold is going into new language territory. Yeah. So I, I don't think so. I think that the collocation here is more important than the, the form, simply for meaning making purposes. Okay. Uh, how about um, uh, make a suitable conditional? If Michael Blank loved you, would you marry her? If Michael, oh, huh? sorry, if, if Michelle blank in brackets loved you, would you marry her? Loved. If Michael, if Michelle loved you, would you marry her? Uh, is it okay for me to say if Michelle had loved you, would you marry her? If Michelle had loved, well, it changes the meaning, but yes, it's 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 fine. It is fine. I mean, yes. it's, a, it's a mixed conditional now, but yes. It is acceptable to say, you know, you were with her for years and you broke up with her, uh, but you know, she's single again now. Well, so well on, on the same, before, would you marry right. her now? On the same, on the same tech, wouldn't it be okay to say, if, if she loves you, would you marry her? Yes, it is. In actual fact, anything could go in there. If she had loved you, if she loves you, if she loved you, Okay. All right. That was examples from four. I've got four tests here. Um, I picked four tests that were all from the same school, uh, approximately the same grade. Yeah. I mean, my my history is littered with examples of poorly made tests, and it's not it's not because the teacher was incompetent with language. It's because there was a rush. It wasn't well checked. There were multiple. So that means there were multiple possible answers. Which was a in one spot. Which... Right, right. And uh, this this mark, this question here doesn't add up to five. It actually only adds up to four and a half. Um, so how do you, where's the other half point come from? You know, that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Now, I mean, these tests actually are, are not bad. They're not bad tests. I, I deliberately, I deliberately did not take specifically bad tests. I just took here okay. are tests. So, now you you're right about the context. They were all done in a big rush. It was COVID and then we weren't at school and then we had to come back to school and then we had to make up the exams. But there was a sports day, a public holiday, a Buddhist lentil day and all right. So let's let's end this with one quick question. No, let's end this with one big question. Oh all right. <laughs> Okay. Let's end this with one big question. It's going to introduce a whole new test topic, but sorry. Okay. My big question for you is, on Thursday this week, today is Tuesday. Yes. Which means Thursday is coming quite soon. Yes. I have to give a grammar test. Okay. But this grammar test is now wholly online. Okay. Okay. Now, the big pro of online tests is you can just have them all automatically marked by an entity. Right. The huge con of that is a bunch of students are going to be marked incorrect when they're not actually incorrect, or they're only half incorrect. Right. So we've got that huge issue there. Okay. Uh, also, students can cheat. Isn't that yes. a big problem if students cheat on tests? Yes. Uh, also, 
uh, how how am I going to invigilate or assess a grade? Okay, well, well, all of this stuff is very important and extremely interesting, but um, it's intractable. I don't think that there's a solution to any one of these problems. Um, and I think that we we have to veer into philosophy slightly. Okay. And 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 interrogate what the purpose of a test is and why we bother with them in any case. Okay, so we're gonna sit down. Let's have just three, three rules for what is a test. Okay, rule number one. Are we are we looking for mistakes or are we looking for correct usage? Or are we looking for meaning? Or are we looking for what's what are we looking for? Well, to me, tests are a necessary evil which fulfills an administrative purpose. It doesn't necessarily give the students any feedback. It doesn't okay. necessarily. <laughs> yes, continue. All right. So, so in actual fact, all that you want to do is make sure that there's enough easy questions so that the students can pass so that you can get them back into class so that they can carry on their real learning yes um, that, that, that's, so, that's my opinion i mean some people believe strongly that tests are the learning but i i'm, I'm not i'm not in that camp no i'm not in that camp either uh, but i also understand the argument of i have to teach my students third conditionals today uh, and they don't know present perfect or past perfect or if But how's the test going to help you with that? That's, that's not going to help. Well, I've got to teach it to them. And according to, you know, they, they studied those things last semester. And they all passed into my class. Yeah, I mean, that, that's right. But I mean, learning doesn't happen sequentially. Learning happens in big blobs and, and randomly. And um, so the fact that they studied it last semester and passed a test means nothing. As a teacher, I've still got to go through the, the, the necessary parts of the sentence to help them to understand. The testing is just something that needs to be done it, it, for a couple of reasons. The parents need feedback. The students need feedback. There's a positive washback issue of if the students know there's a test, they suddenly start taking material more seriously. Yeah. But I mean, that doesn't mean that we have to be anal retentive idiots about the test. It's just a it's just a way of tricking the students into thinking that they're earning points. Um, okay, I, I just want to go back to the the first part of your point there, which was just because they pass the test doesn't mean that they actually know it. Absolutely. You yeah, can, absolutely. You can yeah. pass a test on a topic without knowing that topic. Man, I'm oh, part yeah. yeah, I've passed a test about Shakespearean English and I, you ask me anything, I don't know. I mean, the fact that I passed that exam doesn't mean anything. Uh, I, it just went straight out of my mind, straight off to the exam, right? <laughs> I passed an intro to psych exam and uh, I passed the section on uh, introduction to uh, basic physiology. And there was all kinds of stuff in there about how our senses work and, and the structure of your ear. And I had no idea what it was about. I just went... Yeah, I know these words. That means that, and that means that. And I yeah, I mean, the thing is that a lot of tests are simply, I mean, a good test taker is going to try to predict what's in the test and prepare for it and then give the marker what it is that the mark, marker really wants. You know, even if you disagree personally, you, you're just going to give the marker what they want. And that's how you get through school and university and everything. 
Okay, um, so your positive washback now just changed into negative washback. Well, well, that's right. I mean, a lot of testing is ne- is about negative, and and a successful student is not somebody who's who knows a lot. A, a successful student is somebody who knows how to play the system, um, and that playing of the system is what what gets you through. Look, I I know I've got six degrees, and I know how this all works, and I I, d- I don't have all those degrees because I'm any more intelligent than anybody else. I just know how it all works. And uh, I'd say because you've got the both the perseverance and the stubbornness. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, I can climb into my lecturer's head and go, oh, this is what he wants. Okay. And just give it to him. Uh, irrespective of whether I agree with it or not. Maybe that makes me really, really empty headed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I've met quite a few people with quite a few degrees who are quite a few... Yes. Yes. Okay. All yeah, right. We, we need to end because we've got a... um a, a, coming at my house and a dog scratching at my door going, let me inside, I'm scared of thunder. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And, and we've got our, um, what do we call this? Sponsor. <laughs> no, that was Singha Waters. So today's well, sponsor is sponsor? No, no, not sponsor. Our sponsor. Yeah, today, sponsor. I don't have a sponsor. I don't have a sponsor either. Isn't this really amusing for all the people who have no idea what we're talking about? All right. So for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, Sponsor is a sugary drink. It's very sweet. And um, it's, it's, it's yellow. It looks like urine, really. I think it's got salt in it. Does it? Isn't it supposed to be one of those electrolyte drink things? Well, anyway, it gives you tons of energy. And if you're making tests or writing tests, actually, it'll help you to stay awake through the boredom, make sure that your brain is is fully alert and salted and and sugared for that matter so the moral of the story is if you want to take a test get salty yeah and because you listen to this podcast and that advert if you go into your closest 7-eleven and buy a bottle of sponsor the price will be what's on the label not only that but if you buy it now at no extra cost you will get a flimsy paper receipt with thermal ink Okay, see you. Uh, how do you switch this off? Wait. Playful waffle is proudly brought to you by the non-stop wafflers. Tor and Steve, for any questions, comments, complaints, or queries, you can email tefalwaffle at gmail.com or visit www.tefalwaffle.com. <laughs>